गाइस वेलकम बैक टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ पीपल्स स्टोरीज आई एम योर होस्ट प्रियंका ओझा थैंक यू सो मच फॉर जॉइनिंग अस आई ट्रूली होप यू विल एंजॉय दिस ब्यूटीफुल स्टोरी एंड टेक अवे सम जेन्युइनली ब्रिलियंट इनसाइट्स विद यू वंस अगेन अ हार्टफेल थैंक यू फॉर बीइंग हियर स्टे ट्यून्ड एंड लेट द मैजिक अनफोल्ड हे गाइस In this episode we will talk about the world of healthcare administration and dive into the roles impact and future prospects of this profession. Our guest today Mr Neeraj Lal offers a candid glimpse into his own journey sharing why healthcare administration is recession resistant and how it provides a unique opportunity to witness the tangible results of your efforts. Whether you are an experienced healthcare administrator or considering a career in this field, stay tuned. Neeraj will illuminate the earning potential, career growth, and the promising future healthcare administration has to offer. So let's dive right in and explore the horizon of healthcare administration with Neeraj. Neeraj, thank you so much for joining. Thank you very much for having me here. Neeraj is working as the Chief Operating Officer at Apollo Hospitals for the Gujarat region, and he's also based out of Gujarat, uh, which is a state in India, and he's living in the capital city of the state, which is Ahmedabad. So, um, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for giving your time, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation. How would you like to introduce yourself? right uh, i'm i'm in the healthcare space for for the last 20 years and i graduated from tata institute of social sciences mumbai in the year 2001 i did my masters in hospital administration there and i started my journey as an executive trainee in one of the hospital in bombay and mm. in this last 20 years from executives to manager manager to gms and heading operations and now I am Chief Operating Officer for Apollo in Gujarat. We have eight hospitals of different format in Gujarat region, ranging from multi-specialty hospital to a specialty hospital like oncology, cardiology, health and wellness centers, and apart from that, OPD center in Udaipur and Jodhpur. So that's about me. I did. Uh, I am also a part of International Society for Quality in Healthcare. I am one of the Second assessor from India who used to audit country specific standards. So, okay. uh, yes, so like uh, uh, accreditation Canada, JCI, and all. And I'm also on the panel of Quality and Accreditation Institute where we do uh, specialty standards like ART, uh, which is for treating standards, stroke, advanced stroke centers, and all. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right so i i mean we already can understand that you have like a very vast and deep experience in the healthcare sector so um and the, and basically i want to talk to you about you know like your professional journey but also your personal like where are you coming from so if you could talk a little bit about you know how you were growing up as a kid what kind of uh, background you have you know like uh, where would you place yourself in the social status like those kind of things okay i started my journey schooling from a very small city in a state uttar pradesh which is now uttarakhand there is one place known as iit roorkee 
So my mm. parents were working in IT Zorki. My mother was librarian, and my father was working in the administration. So my schooling happened in Zorki Kent area, right from nursery till class twelfth. Then I spent time in the education campus, and if you know, IIT is in one of the premier institute in the country. Uh, after my ten plus two, uh, I did my bachelor's in medical technology from prestigious PGI Chandigarh. Uh, it is a postgraduate institute which offers various degree in medicine. Apart from this, I've done my medical technology from there, and uh, I I very fortunate to receive ICAT Memorial Gold Medal from PGI Chandigarh. And from there, you know, I came to New Delhi. Uh, there was a at that time Apollo was just happening in New Delhi. Those are the time ninety three or ninety four. So mm-hmm. Apollo Indrasth Apollo Hospital was just happening in Delhi. Apollo started as a healthcare corporate hospital in nineteen eighty three in Chennai, and Delhi set up coming something around ninety three ninety four. So mm-hmm. I have attended a you know a interview which is not a formal which is just you apply and you go there and attend. And fortunately, I get a job there. Uh, as an executive trainee in one of the laboratory services there, so okay. uh, I was there for two years, and then there was a management bug in me. You know, I always want to do something in the management. So my HOD, Dr. Sangeeta Rawat, prompted me, "Why can't you do some management courses?" So I was just wondering what to do. So at that time, in Kanot Place, there was a YMCA School of Business. Mm-hmm. So I was doing a morning job in Apollo. I start my day at six thirty a.m. in the morning, finish my job, full time job by two o'clock. I I run from there, go to Cannot Place YMCA School of Business, and do a part time MBA, which is known as Postgraduate Diploma in Hospital Administration. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that. It was a one year diploma uh, yeah. YMCA School of Business. But uh, after passing from there, you know that was a very hard to start your day at five and finish by ten o'clock. So I was thinking, my father specifically told me, you know, why can't you do a proper two years full time MBA course? You know, part time is always you know you have to shun between your job and this. So I applied at prestigious Tata Institute of Social Sciences in Bombay. Uh, so I went there, and it was exam which was happening, and around five thousand students participated in that MHA program. I applied there. I, I I stayed in Bombay for three days. First day was interview. Second day was a group discussion. I'm very fortunate to get a, a MHA in hospital administration from there, and and that started my proper healthcare management journey. So mm-hmm. after passing from there, you know. Uh, during the placement, uh, you know, that is a two years full time course there. So uh, you have to have hospital which is coming for the placement. So my placement happened in PD Hinduja Hospital in Bombay. So as an executive trainee in hospital administration, but Bombay was not happening with me. And you know, staying in a PG and going to a hospital for stuff. And at that time, my second placement happened. In a sleepy city in Gujarat, which is Anand, which is known as middle capital of India, so Dr. Amrita Patel have taken me there as a as a management trainee in the in their medical college. They got a one thousand bedded medical college hospital, Anand, which is hundred kilometer away from Ahmedabad. So I came down to Gujarat. They started my Gujarat journey. So I was uh, I was here in the year two thousand two. Yeah. 
But when, so was, where did this uh, bug for like doing a master's or doing degree in like hospital administration, where did this come from? Like, why did you not choose like the mainstream, I don't know, engineering or, you know, like medicine areas? No, you're very right. In fact, my father was there in IT. He always want I should do a B.Tech from IT. And, but uh, some of my interest was not there. At that time, MBAs was not very common for healthcare. You know, there are only one or two institutes in the country. And mm. uh, and I, I was not in the format to do MBA. I was very happy after my graduation. And, uh, you know, I was very fortunate to get a job in corporate hospital in New Delhi, first corporate hospital in Delhi. But my father, I think one day my father has seen an ad in one of the newspaper. He made a cut, sent to me. At that time, there was no phone. He sent a post to me and said, Nineeraj, there is a Tata Institute of Social Sciences in Devnar in Mumbai. Why can't you apply? And I don't want to leave job. I was very happy earning a decent amount for me and enjoying Delhi. He said, leave this, apply for the job. And I went to mm. this for my MBA in hospital management. Okay. And um, like now that you are saying, so basically you started somewhere in 2001. And now, and, and at that time you started as, an, um, as a management trainee, right? And now you are like the chief operating officer of like a big hospital chain in India. How has this whole space changed over time? Like both in terms of recruitment of people, like uh, in terms of, you know, how the processes are looking like, what kind of expectations are we, are we having for people who want to get into hospital administration? You're right. Actually, um, in my healthcare journey, you know, I'm always fascinated by the people who did their MBA in hospital management. Like as of now, I'm on the panel of five, six management institute, including Goa Institute of Management, Narsi Mohanji Institute from Bombay, Chitkara University in Punjab. So I used to go there, teach them certain subject on quality, strategic management, materials management and all and I used to place these students in my hospital wherever I worked in this last few years as as a intern summer intern so that they can do a live project see my MBA in hospital management also was like that you know it is more a hospital based training like I've been posted in four different hospitals I was posted in the uh, in Kharkopar one of the BMC run hospital. I was posted in Science Medical College. I was posted in Tata Memorial Hospital and I was posted in Leelavati Hospital. So it is more a practical training. So the students used to come there. They become a part of that and I'm very fortunate. Uh, in Tata Institute of Social Chances, my mentor was Dr. H. K. V. Narayan. He was a medical superintendent. He said, if you want to learn management, sit with us and see how we deal with patients how we deal with vendors, how we deal with doctors. I think that start the management. See, if you shadow a particular manager, if you sh shadow a CEO, so you can learn more because hospital is more solving problem right there because it is not customizing the books. Of course, book will tell you uh, the various processes, SOP and format. But I think live hospital administration, you run on the site. So that is a way, you know, I have learned hospital administration. And since then, you know, uh, I'm taking many students in the internship for three months, six months, depending upon the format of the course. And we have to give them live project. They shadow a manager. They work with them and understand the hospital process and how can they use various management principles in order to optimize that operation and ultimately the business of that department. Hmm. Okay. And does technology play a very big role in operations as well? Like how, how do you see that? 
Like for so example, this whole well. AI. Yes, yes, you are right. See, in fact, COVID has changed the way we work in healthcare. See, earlier there was a less than five percent uh, uh, video consultations. Apollo was the first in the country to start telemedicine. But after COVID, our thirty percent consultation is happening on a video platform. See, I think healthcare is moving away from the hospitals uh, for the OPD, you know, for the pathology, radiology. You know, people are not going to the hospitals. So there is known as something known as home healthcare or remote patient monitoring, where our doctor and nurses monitor the patient by various AI tools, and they used to recommend the suggestion and advise what to do. And they're coming to the hospital only for ICU and critical care surgeries. So you are very right. Like technology, see for example, a small thing which is happening in the hospital. Uh, our patient is waiting for a doctor in the OPD, right? And uh, you know uh, he he is not happy. He he is not. Waiting time is more. So in one of the hospital in Hyderabad where I was there, we have installed AI based cameras, IP cameras. So this IP cameras used to see the emotion of the patient, whether the patient is happy, sad, very irritated. So our customer care manager see if some patient is not happy or irritated through the help of this AI camera. And proactively, she go uh, close to the patient and say, "How can I help you?" And patient get surprised, you know. Mm-hmm. So he can he say, "Or how did you know?" So then they say, "I'm waiting for the doctor for the last half an hour. Uh, my bill is not being generated." And it is very nice. In fact, you can check the happiness index of the staff and doctors in the morning. Some doctor coming to the hospital, and his happiness index is seventy eight percentage. And by the time he is going in the evening, his happiness percentage index has gone down to thirty-two. So we can call the doctor. Hey, doc, what happened? Your happiness index has gone down from seventy-five to twenty-eight. What happened? You know? How would you measure so the happiness index? So there is a four moods of the patients: happiness, sad. So it is captured by AI. It also helps to attendance also of a particular employee or a staff. Plus also capturing the mood of the patients. So it is AI based. Yeah. Yes. So uh, say for example, when you are entering to the hospital, you are not supposed to punch in and punch out. You see at that camera, camera capture the a- a- emotion and divide into happy index or a sad or what. And this technology is working very well. And some of the technologies, if you see, like uh, most important uh, thing in the hospital, which is a pain area, uh, mm. uh, you uh, you transfer the patients. You know, patient is admitted into the ward. And you are shifting patient from ward to the operation theaters, operation theater to ICU or a CT scan or MR. So this process is a very time consuming. A typical scenario: a staff nurse will pick up the phone, call a patient care attendant. That patient care attendant may be busy in some other areas. She will come, take the patient on a wheelchair, and uh, park him to the CT scan. And she wait till the CT scan procedure is completed. And sometimes the waiting time is more. So we started uberization of patient transport. What we have done, we have started one app where a nurse can see where the closest patient transport manager is waiting. Call that patient transport manager. They will come with a wheelchair, transfer the patient from location A to location B, and don't wait there for the patient procedure. And they move away from there. And when the procedure is completed, again, like an app. You can see where the closest patient transport manager is there, and again you call that uh, employee. They will come pick up the patient and drop to a desired location. So I think these are the things which is more important 
I think if we use more in healthcare, you can get better patient experience. So I think this technology changing the way the healthcare is working. That it's very fascinating. I mean, yes. I'm actually very pleasantly surprised that you know, like <laughs> we are adopting technology so much into hospital. Is this only in Apollo hospitals though, or like um, almost all the hospitals in India are kind of moving in that direction now? I think after COVID, most of the hospitals attempting to reach there. Say, for example, uh, Apollo. Uh, I think if you see Apollo compliance, it is more than seventy-five percentages, and various key hospitals in the India are trying to do. Whichever platform they have, but I think um, from uh, from non-compliance to compliance level, level of compliance is different for different hospitals. But uh, we are doing. You just see in healthcare scenario. I'm sure you must have seen how does the hospital work. You go with the with the big jute bag to the hospital. It has your CT scan, MRI, X-ray, your pathology, and poor doctor has to see everything. You know, seeing the blood report, seeing the X-ray, seeing the CT and MR, and it is very, very difficult. You know, which is which is that CT scan which is done previously. So now what we have done, there's an app. Everything is uploaded there. So whenever a patient is entering to a doctor room, you know which patient is coming. So doctor address the patient by name, mm-hmm. and instead of seeing the report, he's doing the login ID of his number and see all the reports. Whether yeah. how is blood sugar level, how is cholesterol level. Uh, when the last X-ray was done, what was the last MR, and this helped to take the decision fast. So I think that is the way the healthcare is changing. But uh, Apollo believe in technologies. I can always refer to my app, and all the reports are stored there. Otherwise, mm-hmm. very very difficult for a patient as well as a doctor to take care of the healthcare entire healthcare journey. Because mm-hmm. I think if he goes from hospital A to B, you know it is very difficult. So, if you have a reports online, and you can see when the last pathology was being done, what was the last uh, time when this sugar was done? It makes the things very easy. Yeah, yeah. Obvi- I mean, uh, this is how it happens in Germany, for example. Like we always have these um, cards. Like everybody has a health insurance card. Like basically, our the medical setup here is like very much tied to um, you being tied to a health insurance company, and they would store all your records. So all the yearly annual testing that happens for me or, you know, like what my age is, what my uh, historic like ba- background history is, like everything would be stored there. And so the doctor can just look at it and be like, I don't have to take any paper whatsoever. I don't have to think about any money. I don't have to think about like those kind of things. And I think it makes it much more because you're already stressed, you know, when you're going to a doctor. So you don't want to think about all of these things. Yeah, it is from both sides. See, you are right. You are going to a hospital without any, you know, folders or files, and for the poor doctor also, you know, mm. which report he will see, mm. because it is very difficult. Which is a date when it was last done? How he compare? Mm. So it makes healthcare journey very easy for the patient and for the healthcare yeah. ecosystem as well. I mean, I think it's it's moving in a very good direction. I really like this part of uh, how technology is really helping healthcare, and. So, I mean, I also want to talk a little about the profession in general, right? So, let's say if somebody wants to get into this space um, of hospital administration, what is the typical route right now? Like, what? how would you typically approach this profession? Right. I think um, uh, this profession is very important. Uh, and I always say 
there is no downside of this profession whether recession is there or not yeah. till humans are there i think this pro- profession is there so our hospitals has to manage professionally so now i am seeing uh, from the year 2000 till 2023 you know there are various management school which has come up now various indian institute of management like i am bodh gaya i am jammu many many management colleges have been started earlier in my time there was only one and two institutes in my time you know they started to social sciences the ihmr chapur but now there is quite good so i think uh, there are two ways to go into the hospital administration one is after 10 plus 2 you do a graduation in hospital management followed by your post graduation this is available in few institute but better way is do a graduation in whatever field you want to do maybe physiotherapy maybe you know occupational therapy maybe pharmacy maybe commerce anything and then you go for a proper mba or mha in hospital management so that make your base very strong so most of the mba which is available in india it is after your graduation like what i did i did my bachelor's in medical technology which uh, and i did from pgi which is uh, which is a medical institute and then i applied there so i think if somebody want to do hospital management uh, do a graduation in the area which you want commerce because health you're not making doctors you're making healthcare managers or you're mani- managing a you're making a business manager do a graduation in your area of interest which you want to do commerce uh, physiotherapy your dental surgery or mbbs or whatever and then you give a exam uh, and the various exam which is happening uh, of different institute do a proper mba and this is not only a uh, academic solely you have been uh, it is mandated you have to do at least 3 to 4 internship in the hospitals you have been placed there for few months work with the ceos or manager of the hospital uh, in different departments clinical services and supportive services and then as a part of your training you become uh, nha post graduate and then there is a placement depending upon the management school you know placement is happening and you can apply and it is not specific to hospitals now you can work in startup you can also work in any it company now uh, now at the same time ministry of health and family welfare is also taking quality manager like government gujarat delhi mp and all they are also taking a quality managers so i think this is a formal route which anybody can take now man i think now most of the uh, academic institute is giving a degree in mha hospital management okay and how does the um, financial aspect of this job looks like like do you think uh, people are paid well enough or in fact probably even more than average or how do you see it if, uh, the people are paid very well in fact uh, you know if you compare um, mba in hospital versus mba general and be another except from the premier institute in the country you know depending upon which institute you are passing right mm-hmm. so uh, the placement is very well if you see the last year the placement of some of the premier hospital management institute it has gone from a 10 lakhs to 30 lakhs so which is a starting salary and then you know depending upon the skill set see i'll give example if you are a graduate in commerce or if you are a mbbs or a bds or a physiotherapy or a science graduate which stream you take i think first year is very very important post your mba and then you know like say for example in our time they used to place us for one year in each department 
Like I've been placed during my internship one month in each department, one month in ICO, one month in OT, laboratory services, OPD, IPD and all. And after one year, they see which is your strength. Mm. How can you how can you organize and administer that department? Mm. Because now I think everything is PNL. You are basically the business managers. So, um, you know, like in my time when I used to do MBA, so my father or mother used to say, uh, my son is working in the hospital. Achha, he must be a doctor. You know, typical thing. So it is very difficult for those people to tell. Then I used to tell, uh, you know, okay, uh, I'm in the hospital. Doctor manages patient and I manage doctors. So how I manage doctors? I manage doctor by giving them state-of-art equipment, giving them infrastructure to, to work as well as to run the hospital in a professional way, like various certification, like uh, like um, NABH, JCI, and do and this will help to give a optimum care to the patient, safe care to the patient, and doctors are also very happy in working in that environment. Hmm. So that's uh, make the people understand. Yeah, and how would you compare like the stress level for this particular job? Because I mean, the moment hospitals comes in our mind, it's like, oh my God, like it's scary, you know, like for most of the people, you don't, you never want to go to a hospital. So how do you see the stress level and the kind of impact you are creating? Because obviously it's very direct, you know, like whatever you are doing has a direct impact on the doctor, on the patient, on this whole setup. So how do you see that area? You're right, stress is there, but I think uh, you need to manage your stress. I'll give you an example. Why stress is happening? I think most of the multinational FMCG, um, you're working on computers, Excel sheets and all, projects and all. But I think healthcare manager is different. He or she need to talk to n number of people. See, my most of the time spending talking to the doctors, talking to my vertical HODs and hospital, you know, you're working on a project and somehow you hear on a PA system, there is a code blue in the third floor of the hospital where patient is sinking and a team of doctors and nurses is running towards the patient to save that patient, to do a CPR and giving them a training. Like there's so many code in the hospital, code blue, code red, code pink and code white. So I think hospital is creating impacting life. And at the end of the day, you feel very happy when a life is saved or a care is being given. You know, there's so many patients which cannot afford the treatment. So we as healthcare manager, the role is that to give the optimum and primary care to the patient. And then depending upon the affordability, we can always shift him to a sector where he can afford to a government hospital and all. So I think every day I used to meet around 200 to 300 people, ranging from the employees, doctors, patients and vendors. I think this is very unique in healthcare. And I think this manage your stress. I, I think if you want to manage your stress, you know, meet the people, you know, every day meet some new people and trying to initiate a dialogue and impact their life. And at the end of the day, when you get the feedback, like say, for example, uh, a few days back, uh, we were celebrating Janmashtami. Uh, you know, uh, so Janmashtami is a festival where it is a birthday of Lord Krishna. So there was a baby, there was a six-year-old boy who was supposed to go to his school in a fancy dress uh, uh, for a uh, Lord Krishna, this thing, this float and everything. And they were going to a school and he met an accident. His mother was uh, taking him to school and he got hurted here. You know, stitches have come. So I was there in the hospital and I came to know this thing. 
So our doctors came, they tried to stabilize him, admit him in the PIC of the hospital, a minor procedure is being done. And after a day, there was, because they, uh, in Gujarat, they celebrate festival for two days, you know, pre-birth and post-birth, right? And that baby and the parent was so sad, you know. Uh, my son was going to a school for fancy dress, Lord Krishna, and now he's in the hospital. And you know, in the hospital environment, the sound of our monitors, all those things. And some of our managers and staff nurses made an impact. You know, you believe it, what they have done, they brought a uh, Lord Krishna attire, they brought a flute, and they brought a matki with makkam, and they have they have done the same thing which happened at home. And child was so happy. The, she, the few of the staff nurses hold that boy, taken them out. They have taken one stick, break that uh, this thing to celebrate Krishna and Lord Krishna birthday. And parents were so happy in the morning. I was so happy reading the Google feedback. Of that mother, she was writing, getting, I am very, very happy. I forgot my pain. Mm. So we are not treating him, you know. Mm. So that is the impact. And you feel at the end of the day, you feel very happy that you have a comfortable yeah. sleep. You impacted their life, not one, but impacted the entire family. Yeah. So I but think that is the thing which keeps us up. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I totally... I can totally understand that aspect because I was working in like hospital administration for one year around. So I, okay. I, I get okay. that idea. But it also has like the flip side of the coin as well, right? Where where you are also seeing people actually passing away in the hospital yes. as well. And that also has an impact on you. So how would you typically handle that kind of stress then? Well, you are right. You are right. Uh, because life is not so good. You are very right. Like we started a liver transplant program in the hospital. So two kind of, one is cadaver and one is life. So, you know, uh, uh, a, a wife has given a liver to husband. Both are very young. Wife is somewhere 30 plus and husband is late 30s. She has given a liver to a husband and somehow, you know, he died. So she was in utter shock. You know, a liver is being given by her. And uh, somehow, you know, bad prognosis and patient dies after seven days of liver transplantation. And the family broke down. So there's a two side of hospitals, you know, where, you know, you know on, on, on a periodic basis, somebody is dying also, you know, because hospital is not only a good space. But I think um, this is part and parcel of life. Sometimes the reference patient is coming from far away. And they're not reaching well on time. They die. But if you see, uh, I think uh, we carry a story every month, a smile behind the mask. You know, so uh, we created the stories every month to motivate our doctors, to motivate our nurses, to motivate our paramedics. So we always capture the smile of a nurse behind the mask to what is happening on her when they see the patient. And sometimes patient is also very rowdy. They shout at doctors, shout at nurse. But they're doing their job. So I think every day we got a very busy ER and patients come. Sometimes you cannot able to survive them. We have a CPR team, we have code blue. But life is not smooth also. So there are different shades of happiness and sadness in the hospital. But I think whenever you make somebody smile in the hospital, there's an outcome moment in the hospital. So among all Apollo group, uh, we do outcome moments. How to make an impact like uh, there was one patient who wanted to visit uh, a Lord Hanuman temple. Uh, you cannot take him, you know. 
So, you know, to them, because the surgery, so, you know, they make some small, small impact in the life and they make happy. But I'm telling yeah. both the part of healthcare, you know, everything yeah. is not happy. So, but I think when you see a happy story or a happy patient, your stress level also, you know, uh, it, it balancing act is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it. I think you are very right in saying that it's a it's an act of balance, right? Because yeah, yeah. I mean, both the things will always be there, and it's like where do you want to focus your attention on? I mean, obviously you'll see bad things as well, but um, yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> but uh, is there like any piece of advice that you have for people who want to get into hospital administration? From your life that you want to pass on to people, like what basically motivates you or guides you or, you know, like how are you looking at it? I think every day I sleep well. So these are the days when people are struggling to sleep. I think every day uh, I I interact with so many people. I think uh, thanks to my healthcare job, I interact with so many people. So many people miss new faces. Some of the time, yeah, like I, I daily make a hospital round. I see to that any new patient who's admitted so just go and interact with them i talk with them hear them if there's some problems like sometimes you know they cannot afford the treatment so we have a stage one stage two and three so we give them some financial support they request the doctor to optimize the fees and hospital so i think my advice to the healthcare management is very very important uh, uh the people who got a passion for healthcare they should come into this field but i think this is an area where a where country like India require more healthcare manager. Conventionally, if you see, there was nothing like healthcare managers. There's a trust hospital um, and there is a, a, a private hospitals or a government hospital. So they don't believe in management of the hospitals. So if you see why most of the government hospital, trust hospital is not being managed. Some trustees there, yes, funded that hospital, but you have to run that hospital. So uh, uh, now, since the proper courses are there, you know, people should do their MBAs, make the hospital run well, efficiently well from the business point of view, but don't leave the human touch part of healthcare because at the end of the day, you are impacting life. We are not working in an FMCG company or an IT product company where one product fails, you skip to the next product. No, it is question of life. I think healthcare manager can do the job very well, making the process very comfortable. Say, for example, after operation, after any procedure, you know, you need to explain to the patient's reality what is happening to the OT. So we have created a ICU rooms, something known as ICU. One is intensive care unit. I say it is ICU, S-W-E-U. Means whenever patient is there in the ICU, call all the relative in that ICU room Doctor will explain what is happening on the patient. Uh, they can connect uh, with the patient or on a video. Patient can wave he, if he is fine. So they become a part of the care. I think if you involve patient relative in the care process, I think that is buy-in has been taken and they feel very, very happy. And now with the technologies, you can connect with the son and daughters and family member anywhere. If you are not connecting with the family and treatment is happening one way, though you are doing a great job, I think that is a mistrust which has come between the family and the hospital. So I think if we do this, we can come in more close to the patient and impact life and celebrate each and every day with the patient. So at the end of the day, you feel very happy. So this is a very good field which most of the people can take 
after their graduation. And depending upon their strength, they can choose any stream in the hospital and they, they will be fine. And there is a no recession in the field, you know. So that is one of yeah. the best thing. Like during the COVID time, most of the IT friends used to say WFH, that is working from home. I also say I am also doing WFH, but working from the hospitals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that, yeah, that's right. And do you explicitly see any skill that like kind of outshines if you have to work in this area, like something, it can be a soft skill or a hard skill, but something that, you know, you should start developing if you are wanting to get in this area or probably become like a successful person in hospital management. I think most of the uh, people who want to enter into the hospital management, the important thing is communication and a habit to because here you are dealing with uh, different shades of people right from doctors who are most uh, highly qualified like BM and MCH vis-a-vis a patient care attendant who just went class or 8th class or 12th class you know so I think if you can manage these people you know you have to manage differently because doctors are not your employees they're your partner in healthcare see you cannot say management is superior than doctors I think doctors are partner in the care of the patients. So if you understand these dynamics and you should got a very good communication, I think most of the time if communication fail in healthcare, you know, most of the thing fails. Like communication between the doctor and the patient, the communication between the manager and the doctors and the paramedics. So I think we have to improve the communication platform. So understanding of healthcare start from understanding of doctors. If you're managing your doctor well, you can manage the healthcare well. That's a very good piece of advice, actually. And listening is always like, I think it's one of the best uh, best skills to have in general because unless you don't listen, you would not realize what the problem is. And so then how we find sometimes a solution. You are right. Sometimes, you know, uh, five, six people come to my office. My executive assistant used to say, sir, there are 10 people who want to meet you because they are very aggressive. Treatment is not happening proper, your staff runs is not good, your doctor is not attending the call, my patient is worrying. So they came, I asked them to sit in the room. Firstly, they start talking, they come and they come and shout. Firstly, I asked them, have a glass of water. And drinking water will take few seconds, 15 to 20 seconds. And then start the conversation. Hear them out, don't give them peace of advice. And once they take water and they, they start talking to you, they feel at ease. Because I have seen most of the time if you are not hear them, so they become more aggressive because they are on the receiving end. Their family member is admitted into the hospital. So if you hear them out, and what are the ways your hospital protocol is, they try to do the same thing. But at the same time, because here, the deposit is not directly proportional to the treatment. Suppose uh, a patient bill is, uh, you know, 40,000 you need to take and he can give you 20,000 now. So you cannot be on mark a line. No, you give 40,000, then only treatment will start. No, you're dealing with humans. So I think that communication and understanding is very, very important for a healthcare manager. These are with the people uh, working in different areas. You're not dealing with people. You're not dealing like hotel and hospital. Hotels, you are dealing happy customers. But then uh, in hospital, we are not dealing with happy customers. Hmm. Mm, that's so a missing difference. Uh, I think that is a missing difference. Mm-hmm. That's very right. Neeraj, are you seeing some kind of trend 
in in terms of you know like um what kind of people are coming in this area no no uh, i've seen for some time i think females managers are coming more so if you see any batch of mba in hospital management or mha more are females than male counterparts so it is always 60 40 or 70 30 so more on more female want to do mba in hospital ma- management so that is a good trend i think female managers are much much better than their male colleagues on understanding of healthcare and empathy toward the patient care services i think it is much much better hmm. that is a trend which i am seeing generally into the mha domain of healthcare okay and what what's a full form for mha sorry i i'm not masters. sure masters in hospital in health management okay okay all right Okay that's interesting i mean uh, i think in general like i don't hear too much that you know like females are like the dominant dominant group in this category but then i think this is interesting that females are like more interested in or, or, or and are also doing like a good job then in that case in fact any hospital you see i can tell more are female employees than male most importantly staff nurses contribute the maximum uh, employee strength and maximum staff nurses if you see the staff nurses it is 90 10 or 80 20 80% are female nurses and 20% are male nurses so if you see hospital as such more are female employees okay and are you also seeing this trend in amongst doctors as well like do you see more female doctors coming in as compared to um, previously Well, I think I've not seen trend there, but I think some of the specialties female uh, are not opting, like orthopedics, cardiothoracic mm-hmm. surgery. These are the I think areas which uh, most of the female uh, uh, doctors are not opting for. But I think uh, some of the specialty like pediatrics, some of the specialty like medicine, some of the specialties like dermatology and radiology, more and more female doctors are there. So here in Apollo, mm-hmm. we got equal fifty per percent is females, around fifty percent is male doctors. Okay, that's that's very interesting, wonderful. Uh, I think I think I've had like very good conversation with you, Neeraj, and I think I've got like a lot of idea about how you can get in this area, and you know, like what can you expect out of this kind of profession, and it definitely looks very fulfilling, you know, because of course you can see like what you are doing; it has a direct impact already. So. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for your time. It was wonderful talking to you. It was pleasure talking to you. I've gone back twenty years back, and now, so thank you for this. Thank you. <laughs>